Before I worked in real estate, I thought buying a home went something like this. Look at homes online, get a loan, make an offer and have it accepted, some stuff happens, then move into your new place. Technically, I wasn't wrong, but at some point I started wondering what kind of stuff happens after your offer is accepted. And actually, it wasn't really at some point. It was as I was making an offer to purchase a home, and then I realized I have no idea what happens next. My guess is you're listening to this podcast because you've either been in a similar situation or you're better at planning ahead than I was and are taking a few minutes to learn about this very serious thing you're doing, and kudos to you for doing so. In this episode, we're going to dive into all that stuff that happens after your offer is accepted. That includes things you will need to do and things that happen in the background. We will also talk about what to do if your offer is rejected and how to regroup and plan for the next offer you make. Let's start with what happens once your offer is accepted and it's time for all of that other stuff to happen. So what exactly is that stuff? Well, you'll have your EMD, your home inspection, your condo or HOA doc review period if you're buying a property that has one of those, appraisal, financing approval, You'll need to set up your utilities, change of address, and obtain homeowner's insurance. And of course, don't forget about packing and moving. Welcome to the Home Buying Podcast. This is a nine-part podcast to learn about buying a home created by our team at Homepleet. I'm Trey. And I'm Cindy. If you're buying a home, we have an amazing free service to ensure you work with an expert real estate agent whether you're moving down the street or across the country. To access all nine episodes, the workbook we made to go along with this podcast, and our free service, visit homebuyingpodcast.com. Just a quick note, this podcast was written to help give a basic understanding of the home buying process, but things do change based on the location, which is why we help you to work with a great real estate agent who can properly advise you through your home purchase. We discussed a lot of these things in the last episode, but in that episode, we were talking more about how they applied to your offer. In this episode, we will discuss the process of completing these items. We've also included a section in the workbook with a sample calendar of the timeline for purchasing a home once your offer has been accepted. Please remember, this is just a sample calendar. Your real estate agent will advise you on the exact dates for your home purchase. First, your agent will send the ratified contract to your settlement company and to your lender. The contract states the offer and any contingencies that you and the seller agreed to. At that point, the lender and underwriter for your mortgage loan will begin working their magic. They may request additional documents from you during this time, and the faster you can provide that information to them, the faster they can work. Be sure that you do not go out and spend a bunch of money or open a new line of credit to purchase things like furniture for your new home or a vacation to celebrate. Any changes to your current finances could impact your approval from the underwriter, which means you could get denied for the mortgage and be unable to continue with your purchase. Play it safe, buy the furniture after you have the keys to your new home. Your lender will also schedule an appraisal for the property. Remember, as we discussed in the previous episode, the appraisal is an independent opinion of the value of your home. At the same time, the title company will begin doing their homework, researching the title of the property, 
to make sure it is clear to be transferred at the date of settlement free and clear of all liens. If you included an EMD, an earnest money deposit, in your offer, you will need to deliver that to the escrow holder within a defined time frame. How long you have to deliver it, who you will deliver it to, and how to deliver it all will be stated in your contract. So if you are unsure, ask your agent. If you included having a home inspection in your offer, you should also attend that. Home inspections are a crucial part of the home buying process, which is why a big portion of our next episode is dedicated to understanding your home inspection. If you're buying a home that is within a HOA, a homeowners association, or within a condo building or a co-op, then these groups will have rules and regulations that everyone in the community must abide by. We discussed this in a previous episode, but as a recap, these rules are outlined in a document that can be hundreds of pages. It is important that you read through these in a timely manner because you will have a limited time to make a decision if there is something in the documents that makes you change your mind about buying the home. The amount of time varies by state, so please check with your agent for details. Your lender will require you to obtain homeowner's insurance. Feel free to shop around for quotes. A good place to start would be with your car insurance company, but we highly recommend you get a few quotes. You will need to send your lender proof of homeowner's insurance as part of them finalizing your financing. As you get close to moving, you will need to change your mailing address to your new address so you can continue to receive your mail. This is a form you can fill out at the post office or on the Postal Service website. However, you will also want to go into your important accounts, such as banks, car loans, subscriptions, etc., and even the websites that you order from a lot, like Amazon, to make sure they have your new address on file. I'm guessing you want things like electricity and running water at your new home. You will need to arrange for your utilities to be set up in your name effective the day of settlement. These companies can get backed up, so don't wait until the last minute to do this. The last thing you want is to move into your new home and have to wait a week for your electricity to get turned on. This is true for utilities like electric, water, and gas, but if you're responsible for your trash service or want to maintain landscaping contracts, then you should take care of these ahead of time as well. Of course, don't forget to pack up your belongings. We talked about the cost of moving companies in episode three, but here are a few tips to help you with your move. Pack things you don't currently need first. If you're moving in July, chances are you won't need your winter coat soon. Pack those up before you start packing the clothes you will need for work next week. Keep the essentials easily accessible and pack up everything else as much as you can. Also, don't forget to label your boxes. This can be as easy as writing what the contents are on the outside of the box with a Sharpie. If you're worried about it being broken, make a note so you know to be careful with that box when you start loading and unloading things. And lastly, think about the things that you'll need the most when you first move into your new place and make sure you have it easily accessible when you get there. These are things like soap, paper towels, and if 2020 taught us anything, it's don't underestimate the importance of having easy access to toilet paper. We've included a checklist of the items you'll want to have easy access to during your move in our workbook. While that covers most of the things you will encounter between having your offer accepted and getting the keys to your new home, what happens if your offer wasn't accepted? Know that this happens a lot, especially if you live in a populated area and are in a competitive market, you may make a few offers before finally having one accepted. If your offer wasn't accepted and you didn't receive a counter offer, that likely means one of two things. One, the seller chose a stronger offer from another buyer, or two, 
your offer was too far off from what the seller was looking for, and they didn't take your offer serious enough to counter your offer. The first time losing a bid can feel like a blow to the stomach, and it is easy to take personally, but don't. The seller is not rejecting you personally. In either situation, seek your real estate agent's advice. They will be able to tell you if another offer was accepted, though they will not be able to tell you about the offer that was accepted. That information is confidential until the home sale has closed, at which point it becomes part of the public record. Ask your agent what you could do moving forward to make your offers more competitive if you are competing against other buyers. They are here to advise you to help you achieve your goal of purchasing a home. Remember, in most cases, they don't get paid until you have completed your home purchase, so they have some pretty strong incentive to offer you good advice. Your agent may advise you to offer more than what the seller is asking for. We see this often in a seller's market. If they do advise this, it's because they have comparable home sales that support this advice, and the seller may have listed it at its asking price knowing that it would receive multiple offers and sell for a higher price. We hope you found this helpful. If so, please let us know by leaving us a review. If you still have questions, please visit homebuyingpodcast.com where our team will answer your questions. Remember, whether you're moving down the street or across the country, our free service will connect you with a qualified expert real estate agent. Go to homebuyingpodcast.com to get started.